Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. It's a beautiful day. Sure enough. Wonderful day to be together and study God's Word, talk about the Scriptures. Every day. And hey, we are working on this Sermon on the Mount best sermon ever. Today we're looking at Matthew chapter 7. Last chapter kind of almost breaks my heart that we'll be done with it by this week, but uh, actually not done with it, only having scratched the surface over 15 conversations. But this is just, it's an amazing sermon and there's so much to talk about, but I'm glad we get the opportunity to to do what we can in these few conversations. We return to it again and again. And for everyone that's listening to Text Talk, we love you so much for it. Thank you. Share this podcast, rate it, review it, let people know. And uh, we uh, love seeing all the participation, the comments, and the group discussion on Facebook. Just uh, just loving it. Love you all. Absolutely. Let's jump into Matthew 7. I'm going to read verses 1 through 6, and I will be reading from the English Standard Version. Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Judge not that you be not judged. Probably the most well-known verse in Scripture. I agree with you. You know, I, I thought it used to be John 3.16. There used to be the clown at sporting events who would hold up the billboard, John 3.16. I don't I haven't seen sandwich boards with Matthew 7 verse 1, but it seems like that's the one everybody knows. Absolutely. It's the one they're going to bring to you <laughs> if you bring anything else up in the Bible. It's the verses that non-Christians, verse that non-Christians use to beat away Christians <laughs> for all of their doctrine and preaching and everything about morality or anything else. I get it that your Bible says we're not supposed to commit adultery, but doesn't it also tell you not to judge me? And that trumps everything else. I get it that your Bible says we're not supposed to kill people, but doesn't your Bible say you're not supposed to judge me? And isn't it a curious thing that even as Jesus says, don't judge, uh, well, as we continue on in the chapter, we're supposed to judge like between what a sheep and a wolf is and if there's good fruit and bad fruit and... It seems like there's an awful lot in the context about discernment, but we are being told not to judge, so I guess we better figure this one out. I like to think of this paragraph as ophthalmology. Ophthalmology. Eye surgery. I have given so much money to... <laughs> Optometrists. Optometrists in my life, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, because what we want to do is see clearly, and this is what Jesus is really talking about. He's talking about seeing clearly. Yeah. And he's addressing, and of course, in the previous chapter, he had pointed out that when we are pursuing the righteousness that surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, we need to get away from hypocrisy, don't act like the hypocrites. And so we don't practice benevolence and charity like the hypocrites. We don't pray like the hypocrites. We don't fast like the hypocrites. We're not doing things merely to be seen Mm -hmm. by people. Mm -hmm. We're doing things to bring honor and praise and glory to God. That's that's our purpose. And now he addresses the hypocrite. You hypocrite, this is something you do. You judge and you measure, but you don't expect to receive the exact same back. And so 
if, if you're going to be looking at someone else and talking about how their eye needs to be cleaned, where should I actually start? Yeah, start with yourself. And it not it a funny word picture painted here? <laughs> yes, it is. You know, that, that someone is able to notice a speck or a splinter in their neighbor's eye, somehow being able to see around this this log, this, I don't know, two by four, a large piece of wood protruding from their own head. Whenever you see somebody illustrate this verse with a drawing, it, it's 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 just hilarious yeah. as you, as you yeah. see someone and their, their eye is full and there's protruding log coming out as they go towards someone else's eye with some tweezers <laughs> yeah, trying to get the little splinter. I mean, it's still, hilarious. I'm going to get that splinter for you. Jesus had a sense of humor. Mm. Jesus mm. had a sense of humor and he's using this absolutely hilarious picture to drive home a point. But one of the things that I have been recognizing, uh, you know, we had the class going through the Sermon on the Mount that you taught here among the Christians that meet on Livingston Avenue last year. A year ago So then that prompted me to, when we got to our college class, to go through that with them, and now, now we're going through it here. And one of the things that I've recognized about myself, even for all the study that I've done on this, is that I have a tendency to read the Sermon on the Mount in chunks. Sure. And sure. I mean, it ends well, up naturally happening. Divided into three chapters for us. Well, Something it is. That kind of leads our, lead our, leads our thinking that way. And when we try to teach it in Bible classes so that we can dig deeply, and even here on, on these discussions, we're pulling out these little chunks and just talking sure. about them. And what I've recognized is that has... I don't want to say that it's caused it, but it's but it's allowed it to continue on to miss some of the connections back and forth, because Jesus actually has already said something about the eye before we get to this passage. Yeah, that's a great point. In the sixth chapter, uh, let's see here in uh, chapter six and verse 22, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good and your whole your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So that's talking about a a healthy eye versus an unhealthy eye. Is Is that what you're seeing there? Yes, and then he immediately goes into talking about having two different masters. Okay. So if I have the wrong master, what's that going to mean about my eye? Okay. I'm not seeing clearly. Not seeing clearly. In fact, if I tie that together with what Jesus points out in Luke chapter six, that a disciple can't, you know, won't get beyond his teacher, but when he's fully trained, will be like his teacher. Yeah. Teacher. Yeah. And so, if the blind follow the blind, they'll both fall into the ditch. If I have yeah. a dark eye because I'm following a blinded teacher. I'm, I'm not going to help anyone else either. I will be blind, and I will just create blind people who will all fall into the ditch, one after the other, after the other, after the other. So do you see here in Matthew 7 that we're talking about a wounded eye, okay, that, that we're, we're tying into this idea of a, of a bad eye and darkness, and here in Matthew 7, well, maybe it's because there's a speck in your eye, a small wound, or maybe there's a, a big wound in your eye, and you've got more of a, a, an eye problem than you even realize, there's something that is obscuring the light. Okay. There's something that is obscuring the light that would come in and enlighten my whole body. So if I have a log mm. in my eye, there is no light coming in to make me healthy, to make me whole, to make me the kind of person that has become like Jesus, that can now shine that light for others yeah. properly. Yeah. Okay, see, that ties back to, we've already talked about, shining our light. Mm-hmm. But if my eye is unhealthy and it is obscured by this giant log, then my whole body is dark. So I'm not shining light. 
the, the folks that I work with will not turn around and glorify God because, well, because I'm just not the person who can do that when I have this log protruding from my eye. So do you see here in Matthew 7 that the uh, comparison or I guess really the contrast between the speck in an eye and, and the log in your own uh, is, is showing the, I guess, the, the great sin of hypocrisy itself, this idea that you're doing the same or worse of whatever it is you're trying to correct about someone? Uh, or is that maybe one of a number of things that, that you know, obscure our vision and, and make it all dark inside? Personally, I think it's that latter thing that you're pointing out. Okay. I, I think it's easy when I, this is why it's important to me to talk about connecting this to what's art, the groundwork that's already been laid. Yeah. When I just look at <clears throat> Matthew 7, 1 through 6, and I pull it out, and I'm just looking at this paragraph, it's very easy to see it as, oh, he has a speck, I have a log. I'm doing the same thing he's doing, but I'm doing it to a much greater degree. And then Jesus himself calls the person a hypocrite, and that fits in the nice little package of hypocrisy. But when I see the theme as it has progressed, let your light shine so that folks will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your eye has to be healthy and clear so that your whole body will be full of light. Otherwise, your body will be full of darkness. And then he starts talking about a log. I don't see the log as merely the same thing as the speck, but larger. I see the log as something that is fully obscuring the light, mm. that is fully getting in the way of the light that should filter into my body and now be uh, reflected back for others to be able to glorify God. I see this person over here has a speck, and I'm, I'm all busy trying to get that out. But the problem is, just as the picture presents, the light is obscured. I can't see what I'm doing. I'm not going to help that person at all. Now, I mean, I, I see that as a great personal application to, you know, to be aware of those things and particularly where, you know, my my shortcomings and sin may not be in the same vein as another. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, you know, maybe the struggle is I do see something and that doesn't make what I'm doing wrong right. Mm-mm. But that's not going to help my friend get to heaven either if they continue in their way. Yeah. So there's the tension, you know. I I read that I read the verse, "Judge not, lest you be judged." I'm like, man, I I'm, I'm I better clean up my own backyard first. But at the same time, I I know what they're doing is not right. Do I hold my tongue? I mean, you know, how do I help a neighbor or love a neighbor then? I think when we see that, okay, this is another one of those issues where when we just look at Matthew chapter seven verses one through six, there's almost this flavor of, well, look, you need to keep your mouth shut because your eyes full of logs. Mm-hmm. When I walk through, I'm supposed to let my light shine so that those who see my good works will glorify the Father. Then I see the issue about your eye being full of light and being healthy. Suddenly, I come to Matthew chapter seven verses one through six, and I realize there's a different flavor. This, the flavor of this verse, this passage, is not leave people alone because you're a rotten, awful sinner. The flavor is, if you want to be able to help people, Mm -hmm. if you want to be able to shine light that helps others glorify God, you've got to get the log out of your own eye. You've got to make your eye healthy. You've got to submit and surrender your eye to the true Mm -hmm. ophthalmologist, Mm -hmm. the true eye surgeon, Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Let him be your teacher. Let him be your master. That way, the logs can be removed from your own eye, and then you can be of some real use to other people. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this is not, let me figure out what step one is for me to fix you. This is, I need to have my eye fixed because otherwise I'm useless to people. I'm not, I'm, in fact, I'm damaging and hurting people. I'm just another person in this chain of the blind leading the blind, and we're all going to fall into the ditch. Yeah, yeah. 
So we want to have clear and healthy eyes. Well, okay. break that chain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let me make sure I clearly answer one of the questions you you said earlier. I do think that hypocrisy is is a log, but I do yeah. think I do think that it's not the only log. So just because I can say, well, this is your sin, and I've never committed that sin, therefore I don't have the log. Now I can talk to you about it. Uh, a log can be anything that obscures my vision. It could be my pride. In fact, it may be the fact that I'm saying, well, this is your sin, but I've never struggled with that sin. Right. So you, that pride could be a log that obscures my vision. In the context of these chapters, it could be my fixation on money. It could be the fact yeah. that I have yeah. a different God, yeah. a different master. I need to remove that log. It could be any number of things that are obscuring my vision. So where do I start? Start by removing the log. One more thing. You know, there's actually another passage in the sermon where he says, do this first. Mm-hmm. So this one, it's Here's what you need to do first. Remove the log. The other place where he says, do this first, is back in chapter 5 when he talks about our anger. And he says, so if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember your brother has something against you, leave your gift at the altar. First, go and reconcile with your brother. So it may be that the log is my anger. It may be that the log is I've acted out in sin. Uh, it, 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 so again, it I got to remove all those grudge. things first. You know, I was thinking of the the beatitudes: "Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy." What's that mean? You've practiced some mercy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, I've got another thought about that, but the clock is running out, so I don't know. Maybe I'll remember to say it tomorrow. <laughs> We're so glad <laughs> that you joined us for text talk today, though. Uh, let someone know about it, or send us an email. Let us know what you're learning from the program. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org is that email. Well, let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you for today. I thank you for everyone who's joined us for the conversation, the study, the devotion today on this program. Pray, God, your blessings upon them. Father, as we take stock upon ourselves, which is what this scripture invites us to do, help us to look in the mirror, look honestly, look at our own eye, Father. And we pray, God, that where we are falling short, that you might help us by your mercy and your grace to remove those logs from our eyes so that we might be helpful profitable servants in your sight that shine and bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.